the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Disciples Pathway Ministries. Welcome to Disciples Pathway Ministries, a mobile ministry with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Disciples Pathway Ministry is a mobile ministry advancing the kingdom of God so that no one is left behind when Jesus Christ, our King of Kings, returns for his great church. Good afternoon, family. Good afternoon, family. Here you are with me, Minister Dion, and here I am with you, and it is such a pleasure to come back here and to sit down at the table. Happy, beautiful, glorious Sunday. This is a Sunday like any other Sunday. It's Palm Sunday when Jesus came riding into town, and you know it was, it was, it was Hosanna, and he was just coming in to fulfill the prophecy, to fulfill his destiny, and it's one day to be acknowledged and in, in, in looking forward to Resurrection Sunday. And my mother sends you all her love. She cannot be here, but she wanted me to let you guys know that she is in the valley right now. But she is bringing back some good stuff, some spoils, some trinkets. So she loves you all. She's praying for you all. And we hope that you're doing the same for our family as well. I want to do a quick prayer for uh, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding as we continue in the series that we began to be fruitful. And Father God, I pray that you remove each and every distraction. Father God, I pray that you would open the eyes uh, of our heart, oh Father God, that you would open up our ears for understanding, oh Lord Jesus, and that you would draw nigh unto us as we draw unto you, oh Father God. We ask indeed for Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, O oh Father God, as your word goes forth unto the hearts of your children who believe. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, family. So last week, we were talking about uh, the fruit of love as we are in our keynote scripture for this series, uh, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22, beginning at verse 22, where it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. Now, the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Nine beautiful fruits here, family. And uh, love took up so much, you know, because it's, it's, it's so potent. It's the most potent of the fruits. So I hope that you all listen to that message if you have not listened to that one and the one before that where it talks about seed time and harvest because oftentimes we focus on these fruits, but there's a process to get to the fruit. There is a process of preparing the field. There's a process of sowing the seed. There is a certain season that it needs to be in. There is a certain condition, and we're talking about the the conditions that these seeds need to be planted in in order to yield forth his fruit. And so now we're on the next fruit, that is joy. And I'm going to be taking you guys to Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 9 through 10. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who talked to people said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep. 
For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, family, I want to give you some background on this scripture and to put it into context for us. Nehemiah and Ezra are before the people on a podium. And they had just come out of captivity, Babylonian captivity. They spent 70 years in captivity. 70 years in the Bible represents a generation. There has been a generation of captivity. And now here they are back where God originally had them in the land that God gave them to possess. And they're at the water gate. So after 70 years of captivity, the cause of that captivity was the law that was broken. The law that was broken. And God allowed the enemy in to take them because the law that was broken no longer covered them. Now upon their return, now upon their restoration at the front entrance, the Bible says that, again, the, the meeting commenced at the water gate here to be held is the way to perfection, the law. Family, we got to take a second to sympathize with their panic here as to why they were mourning, as to why they were weeping, as to why Ezra and Nehemiah and the rest of the scribes told them, hey, guys, hey, hey, calm down. This is a holy day. This is a holy day. We have to sympathize with their panic because the same law that cursed and displaced them is the same law that is welcoming them back. They're right now in a paradox. They're in a paradox, family. There's children that have been born into captivity. There is children who have heard the rumors of what the law and falling short of that law has caused, the consequences. So it would be natural that there is terror upon a child's face. This is the same law that sentenced my parents to captivity. And all I ever known as a child was captivity. And now that we're coming back into the place that God has placed us, here the law speaks again to us. And it has not changed. Let's just sympathize with this paradox right here. The hand of the law that put me into a roofless prison. It's the same law and the hand that is restoring me to a promise. I don't know whether to feel good or to to be reluctant to step back into this. To experience such joy as an element of strength family, they found themselves in this oxymoronic like state. We all have been in this state before are in this state or will be in this state. The voice that says you can do it and the other voice that speaks in opposition saying you could never. We all stand at this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's a whole nother message. 
But feel what I'm saying here, family. We all have been in this contradictory type place. We're walking contradictions within ourselves, family. I once heard that just because there is a presence of faith, that does not mean there's an absence of fear. Fear is necessary for faith to face in order to faith in order for your faith to flourish. So here they are. Write this down, family. The fruit of joy can only be produced under the condition of stress. The fruit of joy can only be produced under the condition of stress. But no, we tend to want to alleviate stress. But yet pursue happiness. Happiness can be a consequence of joy. But it is the joy that is to be your strength. The joy of the Lord that is to be your strength. The difference between happiness and joy is happiness is based on external circumstances. Joy is internally, it's intern, it's internally circumstantial. Which is why Ezra and Nehemiah, hey, 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 guys, calm down. Go eat the fat. Go drink the sweet. Because these are some of the things that these are some of the ex- external things that they suggested for happiness sake. But in doing so, remember the joy of the Lord is your strength. As in, we may not always have the sweet drink. We may not always have the fat as, as, as y'all now know. Hailing from captivity. The joy of the Lord has to be your strength. Why under stress can this fruit be, why only under the condition of stress can this fruit be produced? There's an adjective that's commonly placed with joy. Sheer joy. Sheer joy. This is an adjective describing a specific joy. Sheer joy. In the world of engineering and development, the formula for sheer stress is F over A. That means applied force over a cross-sectional area. Stick with me, family. Applied force over a cross-sectional area. Which means this determines how much force can be handled in the place of a crossing. This determines how much force can be handled in the place where there's a cross. <laughs> Wherever the perpendicular nature of a cross is, God will stress it out to test it out. That's good. Wherever the perpendicular nature of a cross is, God will stress it out to test it out. I see why Jesus was bleeding and perspiring blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. Because the pressure that was to be put on that perpendicular place of the cross. Hallelujah. We want the blessing, but not the burden. We want the miracle, but not the mess and the misery that it can cause. This is why he says, pick up your cross and follow me. Beware, family, that if you pick up that cross, a force is going to be applied. A force is going to be applied. Finally, the joy belongs to the Lord, family. 
The joy belongs to the Lord, the joy of the Lord. Not what you enjoy or what you think joy is or what or what happiness has smoke screened you into believing joy is. But the joy of the Lord, in order to possess this joy, ye must be in the possession of the possessor of this joy. Henceforth, the people return back to the land their fathers have been given to possess. I got to be in his hands for this joy family for out of his hands. Give me the strength in this paradox, in this land, to sustain this blessing. The next fruit, peace. Peace. See, this fruit we cannot live without. We, we, we can't live without this fruit. Before a child can vocalize it or comprehend it, they can instinctively sense the presence of peace or the lack thereof. A child can walk into the room and tell if there's contention or strife or peace or harmony. Peace is so potent. Peace is atmospheric by nature. It's almost like grandma's cooking throughout the house. You know who's in the kitchen by what fragrance fills up the house. Don't believe me? I'll take you to Matthew chapter 10, beginning at verse 5. Then, twelve, then these 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter the city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel as you go. Preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts nor bag, nor bag for your journey nor tunic nor sandals nor staffs for a worker is worthy of his food. Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who is worthy, who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, when you go into a household, greet it. If that household is worthy, let your peace come into it. Let your peace come upon it. Let the fragrance of your peace fill it, family. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than that city. Peace fills up a house, family. Peace can go in and peace can exit out. It was peace when Joshua brought them over to Jordan and possessed the land. But it was peace out <laughs> when Babylon stripped them of all that had been given unto them, family. I want to talk to the people who've been stripped, who've been stripped of their peace, who are at war on their beds at four day in the morning. The second, third, and fourth watch of the night. Let his peace come back in, family. Let his peace have a resounding impact over your life. Pray his peace into your home. Pray his peace into your children. Pray his peace into the work of your hands. Pray his peace into your finances. Pray his peace into all that you possess. For we have need of such peace, family. 
I want to place emphasis on verse 5. Because peace, the fruit thereof, only comes by a certain condition. Verse 5 said, these 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them. These 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them. Let's note that 12 is the number of governing authority. Which, which is why there was 12 disciples. 12 months in a year. 12 is God's number for his governing authority to come. His kingdom to come. Let's write, family. The fruit of peace can only be produced under the circumstance of war. I know, right? <laughs> the fruit of peace can only be produced under the circumstance of war. The Bible says there's a time for war and a time for peace. There's a reason why these two are put together on opposing sides. This is a, re it's a reason why these two black and white each other. Because there's a time for war and a time for peace and you can only be in one state or the other. When two nations war, it is typically for territory that the victor may impose their government upon which they have now conquered or seized. When Britain moved into the Americas, they established colonies. They established their law. They established the king's reign. They established the king's language. They established the king's culture. They established the language of the land, English. So when you're at war, family, heaven and hell is warring today for you. They're warring today for you. And hell will provide a false sense of peace. And Jehovah says, I am peace. His name being Shalom. Jesus says, not as the world gives, do I give. But I give you my peace. My peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives, do I give. Because at war, the only thing that you want to see is peace. Because peace is evidence of victory. Peace is the evidence of that which governs you. Wherever you find your peace, that's where you are governed. Wherever you find your peace, that's where you find your leadership. Wherever you find your peace, that's where you find your mentality. Whenever you find your peace, that's where you, where you find your emotional stability. For Romans chapter 8 verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The war happens in your head, again, to claim the territory of your heart. This is why we want peace of body. No, 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 no. Peace of sight. Mm -mm. Peace of hearing. No, not even peace of heart, but peace of mind. Peace of mind, because that's where the war takes place in my mind. It is why the peace that surpasses all understanding or our mentality. Because peace, again, causes one is the is the basis of one's mentality. Mentality is the base of one's understanding. Will set a guard on your hearts. It will set it will set a guard at the territory and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. This peace will guard our hearts and it will guard our minds in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus being the one who was born unto us and the government sits upon his shoulders. Amen.
The next fruit, long suffering. This is probably the most unattractive fruit. Most would probably consider this a vegetable, but it's a fruit family. (laughs) It cannot be hidden by the feelings associated with the other fruits, such as love, joy, and peace. Because love, joy, and peace can give you good feelings or even a false assurance of good feelings. But these feelings are not associated and are not uh, are not associated with the feelings accompanying love, joy and peace. And they're not disguised. The pain, discomfort and fatigue are evident in long suffering in the Hebrew and Greek interlinear Bible. They replace the word long suffering with a more accurate word patience. In the Semitic text, patience is the more accurate word in the Semitic text. And in, in, in the Semitic text, patience is everybody's carving knife. You can write that down. Patience is everybody's carving knife. But definitely write this down. The fruit of long suffering can only be produced under the condition that you stay. The fruit of long suffering can only be produced under the condition that you stay. In the flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the last trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable and will be changed for the the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and immortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with imperishable and immortal with immortality, then, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where oh death is is your victory. Where oh death is your sting. This is first Corinthians chapter 15. Beginning at verse 52 that I've just read in the revelatory prophecy of John. It says many will hide themselves. Many will look to death as an attempt to escape the actual death. But they who remain steadfast, it is to them who they will be able to put death on trial. How many of you want to be in such a victorious day in a a victorious place that you can put death on trial? Oh, death, where is thy sting? Where is your victory? Where are you, O death? Who are you? And the Bible says, so too at this present time, there's a remnant, a remaining, those who stay chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. To they who stay, family, God says, I'm working on you. Let me talk to people who think they're working on their self. It is God who's working on you, family. His faithfulness to finish what he began in you and not that of your own self. Amen. Finally, we have to let patience have its perfect works. We have to have long suffering. We have to allow long suffering to have its perfect works that you may be perfected and complete, lacking nothing. Long suffering. Family. The tool. The pick the tool to pry to work you into his image glory hallelujah and family we will continue after the intermission of our resurrection sunday message family but i have a few announcements before i offer the invitation unto salvation a friend and family of the other ministry pastor ishmael barnett is having a picnic on uh saturday april 8th family Saturday, April 8th, it will be held in Missouri City. It will be at the park, the Community Park Pavilion 4 at 1700 Glen Lakes Lane, Missouri, Missouri City, 
Texas 77459. Again, 1700 Glen Lakes Lane, Missouri City, Texas 77459. They will have games, Easter egg hunts for the kids, volleyball, toss across all types of things. It is from it is from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And you can find uh Pastor Ish at his church as he's the senior pastor of Olive Branch Community Church. This is inside Fairfield Inns at the uh, at Fairfield Inns and Suites by Marriott. And that is 3533 FM 1092 Row, Missouri City, Texas 77459. Family, if you have not, please receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just pray to the Lord that my heart is open and I want you to come in as my Savior. Family, we love you again. Happy Blessed Palm Sunday. And until next time, one voice, I speak life. Thanks for listening to Disciples Pathway Ministries with Minister Robbie E. Lilly. Thanks for your prayers and for your gifts to his great work of God. For booking and requests for services, look up Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. That's Disciples Pathway Ministries on Facebook. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.